Morning prayer begins on page three. O send that thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me into thy holy hill into thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Book of Anaiti, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 20, beginning on page 359. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my stony rock and my defense my Savior, my God, and my might, in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn also of my salvation and my refuge. I will call upon the Lord, which is worthy to be praised. So shall I be safe from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the overflowings of ungodliness made me afraid. The pains of hell came about me. <clears throat> the snares of death overtook me. <clears throat> In my trouble I called upon the Lord, and complained unto my God. So he heard my voice out of his holy temple, and my complaint came before him, and entered even into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, the very foundations also of the hills shook, and were removed, because he was wroth. There went out a smoke in his presence, and a consuming fire out of his mouth, so that coals were kindled at it bowed the heavens also and came down and it was dark under his feet he rode upon the cherubim and did fly he came flying upon the wings of the wind he made darkness his secret place his pavilion round about him with dark water and thick clouds to cover him at the brightness of his presence his clouds removed hailstones and coals of fire the Lord also thundered out of heaven, and the highest gave his thunder, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them. He cast forth lightnings and destroyed them. The springs of waters were seen, and the foundations of the round world were discovered. At thy chiding, O Lord, at the blasting of the breath of thy displeasure. He sent down from on high to fetch me and took me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strongest enemy, and from them which hate me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my trouble, but the Lord was my upholder. He brought me forth also into a place of liberty. He brought me forth even because he had a favor unto me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the tenth chapter of the first book of Kings. Now when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. 
She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels that bore spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers, and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men, and happy are these your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel, because the Lord has loved Israel forever. Therefore, he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great quantity and precious stones. There never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Also the ships of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought great quantities of almug wood and precious stones from Ophir. And the king made steps of the almug wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also harps and stringed instruments for singers. There never again came such almug wood nor has the like been seen to this day. Now King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked, besides what Solomon had given her according to the royal generosity. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. The weight of gold that came to Solomon yearly was 666 talents of gold, besides that from the traveling merchants, from the income of traders, from all the kings of Arabia and from the governors of the country. And King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 shekels of gold went into each shield. He also made 300 shields of hammered gold. Three minus of gold went into each shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps, and the top of the throne was round at the back. There were armrests on either side of the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the armrests. Twelve lions stood there, one on each side of the six steps. Nothing like this had been made for any other kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Not one was silver for this was accounted as nothing in the days of Solomon. For the king had merchant ships at sea with the fleet of Hiram. Once every three years the merchant ships came bringing gold, silver, avery, apes, and monkeys. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. Now all the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear <coughs> his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. Each man brought his present articles of silver and gold garments, armor, spices, horses, and mules at a set rate year by year. And Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen, whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedar trees as abundant as the sycamores, which are in the lowland. Also, Solomon had horses imported from Egypt and Keva. The king's merchants brought them, bought them in Keva at the current price. Now a chariot that was imported from Egypt cost 600 shekels of silver and a horse 150. And thus, through their agents, they exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Syria. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the fifth chapter of the first epistle to the Thessalonians. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read to all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Here ends the second lesson. We'll do the shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he have visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. With thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth their eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, 
defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Reading this lesson again from uh, Kings, we, we just want to note the, the idealized nature of um, Israel's state of being at this time, prospering under the son of David. Um, the key things are that um, rather than Israel paying tribute to the Gentiles, Solomon has all of the neighboring countries in subjection at least those he doesn't have um, alliances with, as he seems to have an alliance with Egypt. And, and so they're, they're, they're paying him taxes. Um, it's also evident that, that uh, Solomon had tremendous administrative gifts and commercial gifts. He built ships, he, he went on an expedition. So uh, we, we get that this was a, a trading center and we, um, you know, Israel is, positioned in the middle of trade routes that go from the north uh, down into Egypt and back. And so Solomon controlled these trade routes, which, which are no doubt um, sources of in income as well. So there's this idealized um, setting that is going to, we're going to get a couple chapters of that, then it's going to start to decline as, as things are wont to do when it gets too good in, in the scriptures. Uh, but that's the point of this. This is always the reference point for Israel of, of God's promises uh, made to Moses, fulfilled in David and his son, and never again getting anywhere near that, so that when the messianic hope of Christ that, that, that Jesus fulfills and that the people of Israel in the New Testament have, it's rooted in, in that horizon. Uh, we should also note that the tradition of the Queen of Sheba comes to see the wisdom of Solomon. Uh, it's not a biblical tradition, but it's it, 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 it exists in various forms that among that if Solomon gave her all that she desired among the things that that was 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 she went home pregnant and, and gave birth to a child to Solomon and the full tradition of that but not a ton of historical evidence about that in the um, Thessalonians lesson um, it's a sort of summing up but there are some very significant um, exhortations in, in in the come comment in rapid succession uh, that make it clear that Christianity is to be a way of life, not just a um, a kind of abstract belief system. See that no one renders evil for evil, but always pursue what is good. So non-resistance to the evil, repaying the evil with the good, is a is a Christian way of life, not not just a piece of advice. Rejoice always um, and pray without ceasing. And the idea of rejoicing always. <clears throat> Because it, you know, this is something that can be problematic when we're struggling. How are we going to, you know, thanks God for for the for the horrible day or something like that? It's not so much that as it is, um, you know, we we gather for prayer in the morning, in the evening, and then this idea of praying without ceasing is what we rejoice is that Christ is always with us in all the things we encounter in life. And we rejoice. It's it's a it's a um, subset of, of of hope. That is, we know God is doing something in our lives through what we're experiencing. We rejoice in that. We endure the temporal thing. We don't pretend it doesn't hurt. But we understand the Christian life that um, joy can coexist with temporal strain. And it, in fact, what enables us to persevere faithfully and to not repay the evil with evil, but with good is the hope that God and Christ will sustain us through this and bring us to a a, um, a, a good resolution of it in his good time. We'll see what God is doing through through the difficulties. We rejoice in that. And that can be set off against the idea that if if Christ was not with us, if all we had was the pain eventually in life we encounter things we can't make go away and so that leads to depression and despair so we instead we rejoice um and to give thanks for everything again everything giving thanks it's um it's not for everything thank you for you know 
getting my butt kicked today, but we give thanks for God's presence and everything and what he is doing. This verse 17, pray without ceasing, is is famous for the uh, tradition. Uh, there's a, a Russian classic called The Way of the Pilgrim, where this Russian peasant uh, walks around the countryside praying the Jesus prayer. <clears throat> and he he hears this verse in church, pray without ceasing. And he tries to figure out, well, how do I pray, continue without ceasing? Is it just, you know, yak, yak, yak? And it, for him, it became the ancient uh, tradition of the, of the Eastern fathers of breathing and praying, you know, breathing in Lord Jesus Christ, breathing out, have mercy on me. Um, and praying that all the time. And this is the sense <clears throat> There's a helpful practice for the sense of maintaining a continuous sense of God's presence in all things. Because what we're really trying to do with this series of exhortations, rejoice always and everything give thanks, <clears throat> is we're referring everything to the kingdom of God. We're not, we're living in the kingdom. We have circumstances we encounter in this world, but we understand them in the light of the kingdom. And when rejoicing, we give thanks when good things happen. When there's struggle, we see what God is doing in it. And this is how we continue to live our life in Christ towards the telos of his coming and our appearing to him. <clears throat> we can kind of contrast this with, with what we'll see in Kings where um, Solomon, you know, he prayed for his wisdom and all that at the beginning of his reign. But as he becomes prosperous, he's not going to... Um, refer everything to the kingdom. He's going to begin to make some moral and spiritual compromises. And this is one reason, you know, I, I think that our trials are blessings for us is that human beings don't seem to handle unbridled prosperity very well. They, we, we forget, like Solomon will forget, like everybody in the scriptures forgets when they become prosperous. And so it, it, I often think that if we handle our prosperity better and more faithfully, more generously, we, we might have more of it. But in any event, that's the idea here of, of pray without ceasing is always be mindful of the presence of Christ in everything for good and for for whatever. If it's a struggle, his strength, if it's a good, it's thanksgiving. But we don't just focus on the things of the world. We focus on what they look like th through the lens of the kingdom. So if you thought about the lessons, um, we'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. Thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for the Holy Church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are neither afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. But it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together, the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen.
Good to be with you all for prayer this morning. Have a great beginning of the week. Peace. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye bye, everybody. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, bye kiddos. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye -bye.